What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Real Value Exchange. We aren't going to waste a minute with this episode. So I'm trying something new. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a podcasting series. So I have an amazing guest, Dr. Chris Zeno. Man, this was a lights out, you know, heavy hitting type of interview. You guys got to buckle up because, I mean, this guy's story is phenomenal. First off, he's a speaker, author, chiropractor, former Mr. America. And he's just, he's just working on this project now where he's helping other people reach their full potential. So with that said, here's a quick clip from our show sponsor, Resync, Resync Your Core. I use these guys. Here's a quick note from the CEO, Barbara Depta. Why would you limit yourself just to red beets when you can have red spinach, the newest and only standardized natural nitrate on the market, Aronia, top antioxidant in the world, beets, turmeric, ginger, mango extract, and inulin in one serving of Resync, loaded with healthy extracts, boost your daily vitality like a pro athlete. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Real Value Exchange. I got emails coming through, but I got something way more important happening right now. I have Dr. Chris Zaino in the house, man. Dr. Chris, welcome to The Real Value Exchange Podcast. Hey, thank you so much, everybody watching. Thank you for being on. We're going to have a great time. Man, you know what? I have to say, um, I, as I was telling you, as we just were just chopping it up before we started to press and play, or record, I should say, um, I really love what you're up to. I think it's I think it's needed for the marketplace. I think it's needed for people just to be better. Um, I think more people need to have this type of conversation. Uh, I, I like your actual podcast and your actual Facebook lives. I try to jump on when I can. Uh, it was like... 15 minutes of fuel or five minutes of fuel, right? Mm-hmm. That you do. I mean, I mean, but, but you're just pouring out inspiration, but you back it up with your own work and you have an, an amazing story that you, where you overcame. Do you mind just, um, just, let's just start from the beginning, man. I want to start back where you're from because you were former Mr. America, right? Yeah. Yep. Got it all. We'll, we'll do that whole thing. So I yeah, man. Multiple, it's like multiple universes in my life. So sure. I, I usually like to always start back to 1998. So that's the kind of, uh, so in 1998, I was 21. I won Mr. America. So I was in, I was in Orlando, Florida at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So looked a certain way, felt a certain way. I had this title. I had my degree in exercise physiology. So that year, 21 was a big year for me because I graduated. I won Mr. America. Um, you know, my dad passed away. So it was just one mm-hmm. of those years, but uh, it was golden. It was golden uh, as far as um, as a trainer with a degree and a Mr. America title and doing uh, – you know, magazine covers in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the show Xena. Remember? Do you remember Xena Warrior? Xena X Warrior, man. Come yeah, man. Now, yeah, right? Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? So they used to come on Fox late night. Yes. If, if I remember, I, well, during my age, because back in the day, it was like one of those. You know, it, it was one of the first like He-Man type warrior shows. From what I remember, right? Right. So yeah. you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Meaning that that was the first show. Yeah. Where the actors had to have that gladiator-esque look. Yes. Right, and so you know the 300. The movie came out, and they heard about the 300 workout. But way before that, copycats. Yeah, they needed <laughs> to have that. The women and the guys need to have that gladiator look. So okay. I was the trainer uh, on the set at Universal Studios Florida wow. for the for the um, the actors. But most of the acting was filmed in New Zealand. So they would do a lot of B roll and stuff in in Florida. How old were you at the time? 21. So you were 21. 21, 122. In uh, college at the time, or you already graduated? I graduated 21. My okay. degree in exercise physiology. Yep. So just graduated, gotcha. I titles. I had a, a really good resume coming yeah. into these things, and then I trained a lot of the Orlando Magic privately. You know, this is when Shaquille was there. It was just a fun time. Wow, man! Great. Penny and all those guys. Oh yeah, it was the, yeah. the team. Yeah, the team I'm was there. Down there. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and 
So everything's going well. And it was in my life, it was one of those things where you, you hit a point in your life, you're like, all I need to do is just sustain this yeah. and I'll be great. Uh, then fast forward to uh, 26 years old, I met my wife, Whitney, we get married. And then six months into our marriage, uh, I just started going to the bathroom a lot. So I thought it was like a stomach bug or something because in my twenties, any ailment I ever had, it would just kind of just go away mm-hmm. and it got worse and worse and worse. And then I'm just not saying anything cause I don't want to get her worried. Then I start bleeding every time I go to the bathroom. This is six months into the marriage? Yeah, six months. Wow, man. We're, we're newlyweds. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's, I appreciate you said that because, yeah. like, if you're listening, I want you to, like, put yourself, if you're married, like, this is your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, the knight in shining armor I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying anything. And then I'm bleeding 10, 15 times a day every time I go to the bathroom. Then I go on the internet and I played Google MD like a lot of people do, right? You got an ailment, you type it in, and the first thing that pops up, blood and stool, is cancer. Jeez. You know, I lost my dad from that. I lost my grandfather from that. And at that time, my idea of health, the, the, the philosophy I was raised in health was health was just kind of how I look or how I felt. So if I look good and felt good, I was healthy. Uh, I also had believed at the time that health was genetic, right? So cancer was genetic, heart disease was genetic. So if it was in the cards, mm-hmm. nothing I could really do about it epigenetically. And so I just kind of hit the delete button, just got out of there. I was like, oh my God, I'm 26 years old. It cannot be happening this soon. And I just hit it. And then this got worse and worse. And my life started becoming like a, imprisoned with this, this experience or this condition I'm having. So if I had to go you know, meet you right now, I would go in the building. Where's the bathrooms, right? Because you always had this urge to go to the bathroom really bad. Yeah. And it was started controlling my life where I would stop eating eight hours before I had to be somewhere. So things would go through me. How long were you kind of going through that process, I guess? Because that's a... Two and a half months. Okay, yeah. I mean, man, you know... I. I just want to. I just want to sit right in it for a second because you know when you whenever you're newly married. I've been married for a while now, and it's it's like you do come out. You want to be the hero because you're like, all right, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take my bride. I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to run this household. I mean, that's how most guys kind of come yeah. out with it, right? And you want to kind of lead the way. And um, I had a rough first year. A lot of people have rough, rough first years. I I've, I've learned down the road, but that's a that's a hit, man. Oh, it's a ma- it's a yeah. massive hit, yeah. especially when you're hiding it, hmm. right? Because you're like. Because part of me doesn't want to deal with it because mm-hmm. I don't want to know what it could be because I had an idea of what it could have been. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to get my wife worried. And I'm thinking maybe it'll go away. And it didn't. And I'll just tell you the day she found out, I went to a TJ Maxx. It was on a Sunday. And I went to, and did my routine. I walked into the store. I walked all the way in the back where the bathrooms are. They're always in the corner somewhere. And they were locked. They were under construction. And I told the guy, I'm like, dude, where's, where's the bathroom? He's like, oh, they're just under construction. Just go out to Sports Authority. It's next door. And as I'm trying to get out of that place, and you know now, now it's a mental thing, like, oh my God, there's no bathroom. And then the anxiety was so bad, like in front of like 40, 50 people, I lost my bowels in public. Wow. And that was the first of many. I mean, we could, I could tell you, because once that happened the first time, then it's just like, you know, your, your mind wasn't strong anymore. But I remember standing there when it happened the first time. Now, number one, it was just degrading and embarrassing. And I knew those 40 people, like none of those people ever seen anything like that. Sure. Like, don't think like, I, I don't think anybody's ever seen someone lose their bowels besides a baby. And, but it wasn't like you could hide it. I mean, when, when it's blood and mucus, that shows through. So people, mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on. So they, I'm sure they feel empathy and I'm sure they feel bad, but I think they're also horrified. So I ran out of that, uh, that building to a loading dock and called my wife. She picked me up with towels over the front seat and we went to the hospital. They knocked me out. They did a colonoscopy. And when I woke up, 
doctor's like, I know exactly what you have. He goes, you have an incurable terminal disease called ulcerative colitis. It's autoimmune. He goes, your immune system is literally eating yourself from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start you on high doses of a drug called prednisone, which is pure stress hormone to lower your immune system. And then I was on Xanax and Valium and got addicted, like uh, chemically addicted to that. So I had an, uh, an issue there. They gave me another drug that it was so hard on your liver, it gave me medically induced hepatitis. So I'm being treated for hepatitis, this ulcerative colitis. And then I wind up going to Dallas, Texas for the top four doctors in the world. And they, I was on a, a low-dose chemotherapy, wow. uh, interferon for the, ulcer, uh, for the hepatitis. Then I was on three organ rejection medications. So if you're listening, God forbid you ever had an organ transplant. As soon as I, someone else's organ goes in your body, your body will reject it immediately. Yes. So this organ rejection medication, it lowers your immune system at the DNA level. So you just, it can't fight it. It, it's, it still rejects it, but over five to 10 years. And so now I'm wearing a mask everywhere I go and it was just getting worse and worse. And I went from 230. So right now you're looking at me about 215. Yep. Um, from about, two, yeah, 230 pounds mm-hmm. all the way down to 158 pounds in about Holy. four months. Yikes. And which is really important. Let, let's kind of go back to what you mentioned that when you got married, you wanted to be these things mm-hmm. to someone. And it, it's almost like the bodybuilding, the Mr. America, the trainer for the movie stars, the covers in the magazines. My entire identity now, because it, it was my early 20s, understand that I started working out at 13. So literally for 13 years of my life, my popularity uh, with, my, with men and women, whatever that might be, was always – from a physical standpoint, yeah, right? Yeah. So my entire identity was ripped, like Man, literally ripped from me. I can relate with that so much. My mom bought me my first 300-pound weight set, threw it in the basement when I was 13 years old because I was like, Mom, I got to work out, got to work out. I was chubby. Yeah. And then uh, all summer, I just started hitting it. And then never stopped working out since, right? right? I mean, because once you get behind the bench, and I mean, I, I had some ugly moments where the bowel got trapped on me in the basement. And you had to roll it to your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but man, I tell you though, man, when you get into it at that young of an age, huh? it's who you are. Because man, um, especially pre-high school mo- movement, if you got right there in like the early high school days, yep. it's around that time frame. If, if, if we're like... It, if we are tracking right there, then that's who you were through high school, who you were through college, right? Because that's who I was in college as well. If you're Mr. America, I'm sure it's the yep. same thing. So this is all you know for 10 years straight. That's over half your year, half the time you've been alive. My entire lens of life yeah. was through a fitness and how I looked. Yeah. It was my identity, man. People knew me for that. And, and it's, that was it. So imagine having it absolutely ripped away. Okay. And uh, they're like, listen, nothing's working. You lost all this weight. I mean, you're down to 158. We got to go in now and we got to do surgery. So they set me up for surgery in a week and a half. They're like, this is the surgery. And these are, these are awesome docs. They're like, listen, um, we're going to take out your colon. Mm. So you're going to have a hole out of the right side of your, uh, out of your abdomen for the rest of your life. You'll, mm. you'll have a colostomy bag. It's just a bag that collects a bunch of waste. Yep. You'll have it for the rest of your life. This thing's going to break. It's going to leak. It's going to get infected. 27 it's, years old right now or something like that. Yeah, just almost, right? Uh, they said, listen, you'll be on $5,000 worth of medication for the rest of your life, multiple surgeries. Uh, you're sterile. I'm like, okay, well, can I donate sperm or something? Like, no, you're sterile. The drugs already made you sterile that we put you on, so there's no hope of that. And um, that's all we could do. But like, we are concerned because you're on all these organ rejection medications that we thought would work. It's it's almost going to be impossible that when we remove your colon, that there's going to not be some type of uh, localized infection somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that I'm immunosuppressed, and there's going to be some type of bowel infection. So I said, wow. So that meant ICU. That might, who knew, you know, you just, it was just not a good road. Sure. 
Um, so I'm like, all right. And because I was definitely a person that wanted to know that I did everything. So if you told me how to do this drug or that drug, it's just so I know I did my part because I never been the one that says I was the one who failed at that. Right. So I'm like, all right, I just got to do what I got to do. So there's, you know, we can have, you know, going to have the surgery. So I fly home to see my mom. And the thing is your health affects just not only yourself, but all the people around you. So, of course, man. you know, now I have a mom who lost my dad when I was 21. She lost two sons already. One died from a, a freak accident. One died of a heroin overdose that she found, man. It was wow, nasty. Man. Mother's intuition. She literally had no idea, but had this bad feeling, drove around neighborhoods and found him. Dude, it's a miracle story. Anyway, she finds my brother. So uh, two sons that died, husband died. How many sons in all? All, um, yeah. she, uh, four. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I had some half brothers, right? Yeah. So, uh, so this is what my mom's going through. Wow. So she sends out the prayer email like any other mom does. Mm-hmm. Everybody's praying that the surgery goes well. And then one person, my anatomy teacher from high school, my 10th grade anatomy teacher goes, Hey, make, I'm going to see Chris when he comes into town. So I come into town and I'm there and there's my anatomy teacher. And if you guys are listening, I want you to pay very close attention to sometimes when you're going through a tough time in life, whether it be relationship, business, finances, or health, always pay attention to the people the movies, the songs, the book, like there may be one thing that's said or seen in that moment that could absolutely change your perception and literally change the course of your life. Sure. And so some my anatomy teacher, I'm like, Hey, what are you doing here? He's like, listen, I need you to go see my doctor. He's a character care chiropractor. And when he told me that dude, that was an insult to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, because my, yeah. um, my, any type of experience with chiropractic with someone who take my, when I play baseball and footballs, they mm-hmm. take my ankles, stretch out my hamstrings. So I was like, how's a muscle modality or massage going to help a, a incurable disease of organs? And you already saw the top guys out of Dallas, right? You said, yeah. That's top four. I, the yeah. billion dollar facility. Come on. Sure. $250,000 in medical debt. And my, and then I said, listen, I appreciate you. Cause you, you, you ever, just imagine that. Like right? when someone you deal, we've all been there. We're dealing with someone and someone kind of gives you, Hey, you know, try this. And you're like, Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was one of those things. Thanks for the magic berries. And yeah. The th- yeah. Thanks for my, your, your rainforest drink, <laughs> sure. you know? And, and I said, listen, I appreciate you, man. But I go, I, I tried everything. I tried it all. And this is what he said. He goes, well, you didn't try it all. He goes, cause if you tried it all, you would have had your health. Hmm. I was like, damn. And in that moment, what I didn't realize is when it comes to becoming a victim mm-hmm. or when it comes to losing hope, mm-hmm. you never know what's happening to you. It's so subtle, just like a disease, because you get to the point where you really believe I tried everything or I'm a victim or this is the cards that have been given. And you don't know how you get there, but you believe that. So true. And I said, and he kind of, he kind of woke me up out of that. I'm like, he's right. He's right. So, wow. And so I went to see this doctor. Uh, at a, he had an office in his home. Uh, so, you know, you go in there going, geez. And he taught me just how the body was created, heal, and function. I got that right. I, you know, I had my degree in exercise phys. Uh, he taught me about the spine. Got it. But I never knew I could do anything about it. So I, then when I went back to look at my x-rays in my spine, I saw a blind spot. So a lot of times in life, that's the thing. We think we tried it all, but there could be blind spots we don't know about. Yes. And that's where we get hung up. And so I saw damage in my lower spine and those nerves go to my colon area. I had 50% pressure on my brain stem that works with the immune system. And that was, that was the blind spot. I didn't know I had, I didn't have pain because then see, I, I thought health was how I look or I feel. So I didn't realize you could have damage and not feel it just like cancer and heart disease. You don't feel it till it's too late. And then again, here's, here comes the thing. I said, listen, I just want to know one thing. When am I going to get better? 
That's all. Because when you're, whether it be, again, finances, really anything, when you're in a situation, you want to know one thing, when's this going to be over? Mm-hmm. And his answer was the reason why I went that route. He goes, listen, as long as you have that damage or those blind spots there, those problems, your body is incapable of healing itself or being in its natural state of well-being. He goes, and then what, he, what I loved about it, no matter how um, victim I was, no matter how... Um, whiny and, and sad and the and woe is me I was, he never, he always put it back on me. Mm-hmm. He goes, listen, he goes, when you choose, and he would point out, he goes, when you choose to correct your problem that you have that's affecting your life and your family, and then your body can now function and heal the way it was created to in its natural state, then your body will be able to heal and get well. He's like, but the day and the hour you're asking me, he's like, that's not up to me because that's between you, your body, and God. He's like, but I will tell you, you will get well if you don't quit on yourself no matter how long it takes. And man, no matter what I was whining about, he took that whole load and threw it right on me. Be like, listen, this is your life and this is your choice and it's going to take your work. Basically, right? It was just so powerful. Man, you were, you were 27, at, 27 right? right? Yeah, yeah. At the time, you've been in the gym your whole life. You're, you're down to 150 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're lost by 80 pounds or so on your frame and this guy's telling you to pick up more weight and carry your own stuff basically yeah <laughs> right? yeah basically like yeah. listen i know you feel the world's against you yeah but you know because i felt like you're just another false hope to me because everybody's like when well, we do this drug or switch that drug or do this procedure or that so i was just given a bunch of false hope so what i basically so how are you going to be any different was there anything from how you were how you used to train back in the day that allowed you to push through that moment? Because man, that's a, mm. that, that's a burden, man. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I was just telling you this morning, I went out for uh, running for like five miles because I'm not a runner. And I'm yep. like, I, I wanted to train my mind just to mm-hmm. do shit that I'm just like, you know, not used to doing. Yep. And it's more about mental training. It's even more about physical for me right now. But was there anything that you said, I'm carrying this over from what I used to do when I was 12, 13, yep. 15, whatever, to where I am today? Was there, is there anything there? I wasn't, you know, I'm not I, sure. I mean, I, I wish I could tell you Mm-hmm. that I had like this drive, but I was so scared and I was so beat That's down honest, yep. that I wish I could tell anybody I was positive and I appreciated, but I was just, I was just done, man. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and, uh, I said, you know, he's right. You know, I, I, but the fact that he told me, you know, you will get well if you don't quit on yourself, no matter how long it takes. So, but then I'm still scared because I, I I'm like, okay, uh, well, you know, when you're in fear and you have all this debt going on, this medical debt, and you don't know what you need to do. And then my wife comes in and says, listen, here's the deal. You do that surgery. She's like, you're not going to make it. Hmm. Uh, two, you know, you do that surgery. You go that option. You know, we're not going to have kids. And we always wanted a family. Three, you'll never get out. We'll never be under the, the burden and the weight of medical debt because we, we don't even know how to pay this debt now. And she's like, I'm going to need you here as long as possible. So I'm like, all right. So a lot of times, even when you don't have the money, and we know this, when you don't have the money, even in the bank account, if you want something, you always find it. Mm-hmm. You become resourceful. You find the time, you find the money. So we just got a credit card. We put it on there. And um, I started caring. I wish I could tell you correcting the problem. And a week later, no, man, it's tough. Because how about this? Imagine that you have a problem and you're now working on the solution to that problem. And again, it could be in your relationship, your finances, your business, your health. And you still see on a daily basis the manifestation of what you don't want anymore. 100%. Like I'm seeing blood every single day. And I'm like, man, you know, like I am seeing the real life manifestation of what I don't want, but I'm trying, but I'm correcting the problem. But, it, you know, it's not matching up, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, it takes time. 
to reverse that. And then at three months, three months, I was off half the meds. Awesome. At five months, I'm off all the meds, bleeding a little bit. Wow. Bleeding a little bit. But but see, I started getting momentum. See, all you have to do, I'm not telling you guys like until it's perfect. It's like until you start, until you, not because you, your family and friends will see it first, but until you could say, I see momentum. Oh, okay. Now I know. Okay. Now I'm off all the meds. Now the blood stopped a little bit. When you start, as soon as you get a little momentum, then it's all over. Right. right? Then you got it. Yeah. Then, then you, then you know it's working. You're going the right direction. And I think, you know why? Because you realize in the moment you didn't make the wrong decision. Because in that moment, it's a pivotal point. I was scared. I had two options. And a lot of times, the toughest thing in life is to make a decision. Right. Right? We don't move because we're afraid we're going to make the wrong decision. Right. And that paralyzes you. And so I started seeing the result. And at seven months, now seven months into that, my body, uh, no blood, no nothing. My body healed itself from an incurable terminal disease called ulcerative colitis. That's bananas, man. That is a phenomenal story. You know, that's the part that... When I first heard it on somebody else's podcast, I want to say it was Build Your Own Network podcast. You were talking to Travis, I believe, yep. out here in Vegas as well. And man, it was one of those stories I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't fast forward past this because this is, to me, what life is about. Yeah. I mean, now that was very extreme. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most people don't deal with beating cancer. Most people don't have those type of incidents yeah. and you know, medical debt that comes with it a lot. I mean, that happens a lot, but it doesn't happen to the majority of us. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was one of those cases that's rare, but man, you can relate that to so many other aspects. You know, yeah. as people are trying to build a business, they have all this debt. They aren't, they aren't seeing the actual wins yet. People are trying to build these, uh, all, all these massive followings online. You have a hundred people now, <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you get to a thousand, right? I, I mean, it's not nearly as severe, but mm-hmm. the mindset of being scared but keep going is phenomenal to me yeah it's and that's when I tell my story I try to always distill uh, because a lot of people a lot of you're right a lot of people say well I'm I'm I appreciate I didn't have his story but the thing is and we'll find out later on you don't understand looking back at that story it was the most it was the greatest teacher and blessing of my life and I would not uh, trade anything to not have that experience. Mm -hmm. And it was a rough experience. I think it fast forwarded me in life and got me ready for a bunch of things that I I never planned. So it's these unknowns. It's these unknowns in life, meaning that when it comes to an unknown, a lot of us are afraid to make risk, right? We're afraid of risk. We're afraid of uncertainty. We're afraid of the unknowns. And what if I told you that all, all the life you want Sorry, folks, beeps there. <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, everything you want in life is in the unknowns because we live in Groundhog Day. So we're so, because the, society is, uh, has taught us to be uh, certain. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth, right? Okay, I know where I'm going next. And then after high school, okay, we got to go to college. And then oh, we got to get a relationship. And then we got to have kids. So we're always doing things to fit the, the, the mold. So we have certainty, but realizing that in the, in the unknown, when an unknown hits your life, even in, even in the micro moment, it, looks, it might look horrible. Mm-hmm. But in the macro, looking out, you'll see because of that unknown or because of that experience, it created, it created contrast in my life that led me on a journey, an experience, and was a teacher that I never, ever could have got anywhere else. And looking back, it, it allowed you to reach a point of your life mm-hmm. or have blessings in your life or reach a goal in your life that you never dreamed possible. So look at this. So I, I, I go through this and I get my health back and then... Then I'm like, I'm going to school to become a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. Never in a million years, ever, right? If you told me, would you? See, that's the thing. We plan stuff. Yeah. In nothing, if I'm looking back, nothing really ever went as I planned. That's you funny. know, but when I do look back, I get to see all the beautiful unfolding of 
a life and destiny that was far greater than I could ever experience or want. Mm-hmm. You know, T.D. Jake said it best. Uh, he says, you know what? Everybody wants this or that. He goes, but if you just could feel the weight of the keys of this church, <laughs> it would cripple, it cripple you. Meaning like... And so I had to cut it off right there, guys. But as you can tell, there's so much to unpack already just in the first chapter of his life, especially the part about building momentum. Man, you got to hold on to that. So with that said, I'm going to wrap it up right now. We're going to drop this in, in the very next day. So we'll have, uh, we're going to have one come out hopefully on Sunday, Tuesday, and then Thursday. Try out that mini series and see how it feels. Give me some feedback. Let me know if you like it. I'm at Joe Alex Lemon on all platforms. And thank you so much for tuning back into the Real Value Exchange where we're helping people turn mere transactions into empowering moments. Until next time, be great.